Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. All right, if you have your Bibles, we are in 1 Corinthians chapter 8. The title of the message today is One God. And so if you have your Bibles open, let's pick it up in verse 5. It says, For even if there are so-called gods, whether in heaven or on earth, as there are many gods and many lords, yet for us there is one God, the Father, of whom are all things, and we for him, and one Lord Jesus Christ, through whom are all things, and through whom we live. If you've been here, you know that Corinth is the place that this letter was written to. It was a Greek city, and the Greeks had many gods with a small g. The Greeks were pantheists, and if you study Greek mythology, uh, you know that they deified everything. The god of anger, the god of fear, the god of love, the god of hate, the god of peace, god of war, all those things. The Greeks had many gods. Now, when the apostle Paul was in Athens on Mars Hill, you know, he's going through there and he's seeing all these idols that were uh, for all these altars for all these different gods. And so he said there in Acts 17, 22, men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you're very religious because they worshiped all these gods. For as I was passing through and considering the objects of your worship, I even found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God. Therefore, the one whom you worship without knowing him, I proclaim to you. Uh, uh, God who made the world and everything in it. So, uh, you know, Paul says, look, you had a lot of gods, but I'm going to tell you about the one and true living God. Now, uh, here in verse 5, Paul says, as there are many gods and many lords. Now, uh, when we read about this many gods with a small g, it's talking about the things that a person worships. Now, in our culture, um, if you were to ask someone, what do you worship? my guess is 95% of the people who don't go to church would say, I don't. But really what this is talking about, and they were more honest with things, but God's with a small g describes the things that have become the number one priority in a person's life, the number one passion in a person's life. And everyone has that. The number one passion or the number one goal in a person's life can become their God with a small g. It's what they live for. Now, uh, you know, some people are in denial of that, and, you know, someone can have a gambling problem, and that's really their God. And so I want to say to them, you have a gambling problem, but as Americans, our default is, no, I don't. There are people who worship things that they don't even realize, right? And, and here in verse 5 when he says, For even if there are so-called gods, whether in heaven or on earth, as there are many gods and many lords. Now, the Greeks also worshiped Zeus, which was the chief god, you know, the, uh, the, the ruling god over all the gods. He was the god of power. And people today, uh, they worship power, and they want to control other people. And, you know, we experienced that, you know, the last couple years. People want to be in power and control everybody, and they'll lie and cheat and steal and do whatever's necessary to control people. And, and I thought about giving you some illustrations of some politicians, but that would get us off track, so we want to do that. But 
But, but you all know there are people devoted today, they devote their lives to power. They just, they want to control people, right? And, and, and they're just worshiping these gods that were represented by the idols in Paul's day. Sex, power, you know, whatever it is, knowledge. Uh, and, and we know they're not true gods, but they are the things that they worship. And so in verse 5 when he says, for even if they are so-called gods. Now, we realize they're not really gods, but it is what they worship. Now, the Bible points out the absurdity of worshiping so-called gods, or gods with a small g. In Isaiah 44, there he says, uh, he talks about this guy worshiping. He says, he cuts down cedars for himself. He takes the cypress and the oak. He burns half of it in the fire, and with half of it he eats meat. He roasts a roast and is satisfied, and he warms himself and says, ah, I am warm. I have seen the fire. And the rest of the wood, he makes it into a god, his carven image. And he falls down before it and worships it, prays to it and says, deliver me for you are my God. Now, I'm sure that almost every single one of you read that and think, how stupid is that guy, right? I mean, how ridiculous it is to take a piece of wood and burn some of it and make, cook your hamburger and then turn some of it into an idol and say, oh, save me, right? It's preposterous, right? But if I were to ask you, why do people still today worship Eros or Aphrodite or Zeus or or mammon or these other gods that are represented by these things well i believe it's because uh if the true and living god the creator of all thing is not the number one person the number one that you worship in your life well then you're going to worship something else and that's what the bible teaches uh, that that we in deuteronomy 4:19 it says take heed lest you lift your eyes to heaven and when you see the sun and the moon and the stars and all the hosts of heaven and you feel driven to worship them and serve them right so we, we know that there is, within all people, an innate drive to worship. Why? Because God created us to worship Him. And everybody worships something or someone. And that's just a fact. And Bob Dylan didn't come up with it, right? I mean, it, it is just a reality that everyone worships something. And you can't escape it. And people who say they don't are just in denial, and that's kind of part of the American way. People can say, I don't worship anything. And before I was a Christian, if someone said to me, Bob, what do you worship? I'd say nothing. But in reality, I think before I was a believer, I worshiped myself, right, and pleasure. And so every person is wired to worship something. And that's why the first commandment that God gave the children of Israel when he brought them out of Egypt as slaves, and he's going to make of them a great nation, he said the very first commandment, and you all know what it is, Exodus 20 verse 3 you shall have no other gods before me now the implication in exodus 23 is that there are other gods with a small g that people can choose to worship right so why would god have to tell his people don't worship other gods well because people do right and people can now here's the truth if you want to experience the fullest kind of life then you need to choose to worship the one god through whom all things were created that that's what paul's talking about in verse 6 when he says Yet for us, there is one God, right? For us believers, there's one God, the Father, of whom all things, and we for him, and one Lord Jesus Christ, through whom are all things. Now, have you ever wondered why so many people are consumed with promoting sexual immorality, like the guy who had the porn video, or people that are consumed with hate, or people that are consumed with division, people that are constantly like trying to stir people up and cause people to fight against each other, and constantly, why do people do that? Why are people so consumed with sex? Why do people get addicted to, to sex and drugs and, and all those sort of things? Well, Psalm 15 tells us this. Their idols of silver and gold, the work of man's hands, 
They have mouths, but they do not speak. They have ears, but they can't, or they have eyes, but they cannot see. They have ears, but they do not hear. Noses, but they can't smell. Those who make them, and here it is, are like them. So is everyone who trusts in them. Psalm 15, 8 is telling us that we become like what we worship. Now, this is such a powerful truth because God loves you and he wants you to have a great life and he doesn't want you to miss this point. We become like what we worship. And that's why uh, we who choose to worship God have a different perspective than those who worship other gods. And who we choose to worship is the single most important decision that any person makes in their life. That's important for you to understand. Who you worship is the most important decision that you make in life. Why? Well, because it shapes who you're becoming as a person, and it shapes the kind of experience that you have in life. Now, depending on who you worship, you will either become very angry, selfish, greedy, contentious, immoral, you know, and the list goes on and on of, you know, angst and all those sort of things, or you can become more loving and giving and compassionate and thankful and forgiving and peaceful, right? And, and, you, and you think about, what does God desire for you? Well, God's desire is to bless your life. And because he made you, he knows what's best for you. And here's the good news. As we worship the one God, the one true and living God of all creation, and when we make him the master passion of our life, when we make him the number one priority in our life, guess what happens? We become more like him. That's why it's so important to come to church and to worship and to read the Bible. Because when people worship other gods, they become like them, right? So if you worship porn or sex, then you become like that, right? And when you worship the true and living God, the creator of all things, you become like him. In fact, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 3.18, but we all with unveiled faces behold as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the Spirit of the Lord. So when you worship the true and living God, you're being transformed from the inside out, that God changes us on the inside, that we want to be more like him. And, and as we worship him, we're being transformed to be more like him. And what is he like? To be more loving, right? Ephesians 5.1, Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also has loved us. So when you Come to church and you read your Bible and you have devotional time and you spend time seeking God and you worship him and he's number one, he's going to help you to be more loving, right? Now, if you don't come to church and you don't seek God and you don't read your Bible and you don't worship him and you sit at home and worship yourself and you're stuck in your house and you watch CNN all day, then guess what happens? Well, you become like CNN, right? Very negative and sad and depressed and then you need to get a mental health doctor, right? I mean, it's just, I mean, it's just the reality, whatever people worship, right? And, and, and I do believe when we look at society and you see all the craziness that's going on, it's directly connected to what a person worships, right? And, and we know statistically that more and more people are worshiping gods with a small g and having a lot more drama and a lot more hate and a lot more angst and a lot more bad stuff, but as we worship the true and living God, we're becoming like him, right? And he shapes us. We become more giving. In John 3, 16, we know that it says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, and whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That God is a giving God. And what does he want to do in our lives? He wants us to be more giving. Jesus said in Acts 20, verse 35, it's more blessed to give than to receive. Now, God wants to transform us from the inside out where we genuinely are more blessed to give than to receive. Now, 
I didn't, couldn't hardly understand that when I was 25, right? I mean, I was like, I suppose if I'm a pro football player, it's more blessed than give than receive. Like, if you're playing defense, you know, like give them a hit. But, uh, you know, I didn't really, couldn't comprehend, like, really, you get more joy of giving than taking? And, but, but, you know, once you get married, you have children, and, and as you're, you know, at Christmas time, you, you buy your kids presents, and it is a greater blessing to give them presents than to get presents from them, right? Because, you know, it, it's just what God wants to do in our lives. He, and, and what happens when you become more loving and more giving? Well, here's what happens. It causes you to have a better perspective of life. It causes you to reap what you sow. When you are a giving, loving person, then guess what happens? People treat you that way. That's what the Bible says. God's not mocked. You reap what you sow. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, Channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you, and may you have a great day. Today is the day you will.